Na-miss niyo na bang makinig ng podcast on your commute? Or to get that motivation before you start your day? Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with Season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig, at mas inspiring. Kakasama natin si Nabianca Gonzalez. It will be uncomfortable sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone. Pero you have to like keep pushing the needle. Joelle. My first date was the most perfect rom-com scenario ever, honestly. <laughs> Plus, ang creator ng Home Buddies and Hangout Buddies Communities na si Francis Cabatuando. Sobrang iba pag solo travel. Just like you're in a different place, nobody knows you, and you're just out there to connect with other individuals. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. Five minutes lang, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka man puma podcast. It's military leaders versus celebrities. Critics and government officials are calling out the AFP for supposedly red tagging some pretty prominent people. And Pope Francis has appointed 13 new cardinals. At isa sa kanila, Pilipino. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's October 26. Ito ang Teka-Teka, Balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka-Teka. Before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka Teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Teka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto. Ang dami nating mga personalities, uh, celebrities uh, in the past, uh, they've been, uh, they become, eventually they became uh, uh, rebels, NPAs, and this is where they started. I, I feel it's uh, our responsibility, especially with the National Task Force and Local Communist Armed Conflict, to inform these people, our people, our netizens, about these ways. People are still talking about the red tagging of celebrities by the armed forces of the Philippines. And by AFP, we mean Lieutenant General Antonio Parlade. That was his soundbite you just heard. Nagsimula ito two weeks ago, when actress Liza Soberano spoke at the forum of the women's rights group, Gabriela. She talked about being threatened online with rape. I know I haven't always been the most vocal about my opinions and about the advocacies that I feel very strong for because... I was always afraid that I would be dividing my supporters. But then I realized the impact of me standing up for myself, especially after I filed a criminal c- case against somebody who made a rape joke against me. And a lot of my supporters, actually, I think there were five, um, messaged me and were saying thank you. And honestly, I cried when they sent me those messages because I didn't realize how many women were struggling to stand up for themselves. Parlade directed his criticism not at the message of Soberano, but at the forum where she gave it. At hindi biro yung warning na binigay ni Parlade. Sabi niya kay Soberano na kung hindi siya lumayo sa Gabriela, she would, quote, 
suffer the same fate as the young female activist who was killed in a 2017 battle between the military and the communist rebels. Was that a threat? And he didn't stop there. He warned other celebrities like Catriona Gray and Angel Loxin. Both are equally vocal about women's rights. It's really the red talking that's raising a lot of concern. Kahit yung Commission of Human Rights, kinol out na si Parlade. Sabi nila, ang actions niya tantamount to harassment and red tagging. Lawmakers have also called out his threats on celebrities advocating women's rights. Ngayon, mga ibang aktor pa, mga artista, naglalabasan to defend these celebrities. And some are putting on red lipstick as a show of solidarity. Sabi nga nila, no to red tagging, yes to red lipstick. Alam mo, pinag-usapan natin ito sa miniseries na ginawa natin called Rights Under Lockdown. Red tagging is a slippery slope that justifies other forms of abuse. You really can't take it as a threat and it has been shown that it renders people very vulnerable to violence and attacks. Once you've been accused of being a communist and therefore an enemy of the state and down the line you are construed or portrayed even as a terrorist, it seems to justify other threats against you, official or otherwise. Now Rob, you were in a forum last Friday with some of our colleagues in journalism. Yes, I was. That was the Daang Dokyu where we spoke about the challenges and responsibilities of media in the time of President Duterte. Christine Chung took note of some of the highlights. It was a very interesting discussion in Dai. In Dai and Robbie, the web forum featured pillars of journalism, Jing Reyes, Maria Ressa, John Neri, and Sheila Coronel. The talks were about the state of Philippine media and its relevance and freedom in today's context. Amidst the network shutdown, cyber libel, confiscations, misogyny, and the killings of journalists, where do we start? Here are a few highlights from the conversation. An interesting question that came up was, May pakilang ba talaga ang mga Pilipino sa press freedom? Here's Sheila Coronel, the director at Estabil Center for Investigative Journalism and professor at Columbia Journalism School. There has historically been very strong support for press freedom in the Philippines. Our founding fathers, if you can call them that, were journalists. They knew the power of the written word. And up to now, there is still this expectation that journalists will stand up to power. And there is vast public support for the role of journalists as not just as chroniclers of what's happening, but as watchdogs who hold powerful individuals and institutions to account. Given the history of journalists' jobs as watchdogs, why isn't there enough clamor for press freedom? It has to do with our information ecosystem. Maria Ressa, CEO and executive editor of Rappler, explains more. A hundred percent of Filipinos on the internet are on Facebook. That, that social media, which has become a behavior modification system, is where Filipinos get their news. And that's, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about the surveys that are coming up, but this distorts mm. everything because uh, social media actually changes the way you think and the way you act. In the current climate where Duterte has a high approval rating of 91% and government discrediting the role of the media now, are reporters afraid to do their jobs? 
I think it's the government that's afraid. I mean, you, you have a government that's very strong that has the military and the police under its command and it's clamping down these young reporters, a trapper. Mm. I mean, that is such an asymmetrical battle. It's, it's threatening the publishers of newspapers. It's closed down the largest TV network. That, those are actions of fear, not strength. Why are they afraid? Because they are afraid that the truth will come out. They are afraid that, you know, the watchdog tradition in the Philippine media would assert itself. Congressman Eric Yap recently said in an interview with Christian Esquera na balang araw magpapasalamat ang ABS-CBN sa pinagdaanan nila at balang araw ABS-CBN will come out best in this country and even better than CNN. Do our leaders really understand the meaning of press freedom? Behind our powerful institutions do understand what press freedom is. And yet, they choose to demonize media for reasons that are self-serving, obviously. But then, yes, it's also true that there are impressionable young men and women who might believe what they see or what they hear from more sinister minds of how media should be discredited. Those are just a few highlights of the talkback on the Ang Docu. Sa mga interesado, you may hear the talkback in full on the Ang Docu's website. We talked about Pope Francis last week, and now we have a new story from the Vatican. The Pope has just appointed 11 new cardinals. Ecco i nomi dei nuovi cardinali. Monsignor Yes, and we are excited about this because one of the cardinals appointed by Pope Francis is a Filipino. Monsignor Jose Advincula, Arcivesco di Capis. Capis Archbishop Jose Advincola, he is the ninth Filipino to be elected cardinal. Aside from him, the only other active cardinal right now is, of course, Cardinal Luis Antonio Tagle. Dave Sayat tells us more about these latest developments. Robbie Inday, by tradition, Filipino cardinals have often come from Manila and Cebu, so it was a bit unexpected for the new cardinal to come from Capiz. Jose Advincola was the former bishop of San Carlos in Negros Occidental. He attended the St. Pius X Seminary and later studied theology at the University of Santo Tomas. So, why is this significant? Cardinals are advisors of the Pope. Traditionally, ang mga cardinals ay tinatawag na Prince of the Church. And one crucial task that they can do is elect the Pope's successor. There are 219 cardinals at 120 sa kanila ay cardinal electors. Pope Francis has now appointed almost 60% of them, which raises the likelihood that his eventual successor will be in line with his policies. Maraming salamat, Dave Saya. Now let's talk briefly about the ongoing U.S. campaign for President Malapit na nearly 60 million have in fact already cast their early votes. That's right, Rob. Ang dami na, no? And more than a third of those votes come from the most populous states. That's California, Texas, and Florida. This is according to the U.S. Elections Project by the University of Florida. Ang interesting nito is, they have more than a week to go before Election Day on November 13, pero marami na yung bumaboto. But analysts are saying it could come down to swing states like Philadelphia. 
Both candidates are really stepping up their campaigns there. Former President Obama was in Philadelphia for the Biden-Harris campaign. I get that this president wants full credit for the economy he inherited and zero blame for the pandemic that he ignored. Trump, on the other hand, is holding a rally at New Hampshire. It was one of those states where he actually lost in 2016. And so he's trying to make a last push before November 3. For the last half century, sleepy Joe Biden has been outsourcing your jobs, opening your borders, and sacrificing American blood and treasure in the endless, horrible, ridiculous foreign wars. Afghanistan, 19 years. 19 years. He voted for the war in Iraq. And that's it for this episode of Teka Teka. Before we let you go, listen to this. Do you know what this is all about? Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Teka Teka Like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillan. With reports from Christine Chung and Dave Sayat, maraming salamat po. Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with Season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig, at mas inspiring. Hi everyone, this is Bianca Gonzalez. Hi everyone, I'm Joelle. Hello, I'm Francisca Batuando. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. 5 Minutes Lang, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka man podcast.